the messenger of good news. For chapters of Isaiah, you hear sadness and gloom and misery. You hear chapters of bad news. Bad things are going to happen. Leaders have rebelled against God. Worship has become a matter of form and not of real substance. Lives have been lived which have failed to follow the truth. People have been disobedient to God's word. They've neglected it. The result, disaster, exile. Is there any hope in a situation like that? Where it appears that God has deserted his people and you read chapters of Isaiah and you find this depression almost and um, you ask yourself in this situation what's God doing is God still there is he real then you read this wonderful chapter Isaiah 40 which I think must be one of my favorite ones actually but it's very appropriate for the third Sunday in Advent which is where we are today and it's one of the passages that I found in the when I was looking up those passages appropriate to the third Sunday of Advent As we prepare for the Lord's coming amongst us, often this is a is a the the first part of this chapter is at least a a parcel a a passage of scripture which is which is read at this time of year as we go to the carol services and uh, things that we we will be doing in our preparation for Christmas. Look at 2016. It's had its share of bad news too, hasn't it? As we approach the end of this year, do we feel more or less secure in our lives than we did at the beginning? It's been a year, certainly, of surprises. England rugby have won all their matches through the year after a disastrous previous year. Leicester won the Premiership. Brexit won the referendum and Trump's won the American election. Murray's number one in tennis. A year of surprises. I'm sure that you could be quite rich. Did anybody put a pound on all those things happening during this year? No, of course you didn't, because you're not gambling people. But, you know, <laughs> just what were the odds? I don't know. More seriously, though, the migration crisis has grown. And with what happened in Istanbul last night, our fear of terrorist attack increases. We're told that we have a greater risk of early death through obesity. Growing problem for our country. Our national debt is significantly higher. House prices and taxes continue to grow. And the terrible impact of child abuse through many of our institutions continues, continues to be more widely exposed particularly with what's coming out now in the football. Extremism seems to be on the rise. And we feel, perhaps, as we come towards the end of this year, that our society has become even more focused on money, on possessions, on experiences, on enjoying the good life than it ever was before. Well, that's a very disappointing and depressing picture the world, isn't it? And I don't want to be a messenger of bad news this morning. 
I guess that previous generations said the same. And I'm equally sure that in many ways our world is no more dangerous than it was before. It's just that we hear so much, we know so much. The messages, messages come from all around the world instantly about what is going on in the world. And so it's very easy to feel depressed about what's going on in the world, isn't it? When we see what's happening. But the very fact of the technical improvements and communications uh, that we have, which bombard us from every side so much that we can't take it in or absorb it, is that this gives an opportunity for the message which God is asking us to pass to the world to be shared and to go around the world as well. Let's think a little, little bit about this passage from Isaiah 40. As we approach Christmas 2016, what's the message that we as God's messengers should be proclaiming? Peace on the earth, goodwill to men. That was what was being said by the prophet here. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. They've been suffering, yes, but they've paid the price for their sin and God is now going to bless them in a new way. Get ready for the coming of the Messiah. Get ready for the coming of the one who's going to bring Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Is that a dream that we can really believe in? Is it just a desire that we have when we see what's going on around us that that has no reality to it? We see the world-scale conflict. And we actually see also in our own lives And much more real to us in a way, we see conflict which spoils our own lives and damages them, doesn't it? Maybe in our work circumstances we've got a a difficult situation with somebody we work with. We see disputes with neighbours. And even sometimes there's painful conflict in our own homes, amongst our families, amongst our wider families sometimes. Christian people do experience this just as much as people who are not believers. In some ways, the conflict which is closest to us is that which is most painful and difficult to bear. But the message that comes from Isaiah 40 is a message to us in those circumstances and situations as well. Turn your eyes away from the pain that you're going through in the conflict situation which you're enduring and focus those eyes upon the messenger who is bringing good news. Because whatever the conflict situation, if you're preparing, it's the Lord's coming amongst us that enables us to get through those situations of conflict and to see peace coming into those situations. I believe very firmly that... that in all the situations of conflict, even conflict in our churches, the key to it is to focus on the Lord, to focus on the one who brings peace, whose desire is goodwill for all men, 
You know, not for one side or the other in a dispute. The Lord sees the cause of what is causing conflict. The Lord sees it, even though we can't see it. And the Lord desires peace in that conflict situation. We just simply have to allow it to turn our focus upon him who knows and understands and can work that situation through. Think about a situation of strife, maybe, that affects you or someone close to you. Let's just be quiet for a moment, I think. And in the quietness, ask God to speak into that situation. Sometimes... You know, there's the line in the carols now, hush ye noise, O men of strife, and hear the angels sing. Sometimes we were so caught up in the conflict that we're in that we don't hush. So let's just hush for a moment. Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. That's not a matter of sitting down in a comfortable armchair. That is a matter of finding healing in the depths of your being, in the arms of the one who catches us up, as this says, as the shepherd who comes to bring comfort to us. So... Peace on the earth, goodwill to men. The second thing I want just to say that in this passage is talked about is salvation. We have this image of, uh, in this passage, of a warrior king coming, perhaps seated on a majestic horse, bringing release with his army around us, him from a people who have been held captive, maybe besieged for many years, oppressed, in distress. And he's preceded, as he comes on his triumph- in his triumphant way, he's preceded by outriders who are there to make the level ways, make level the ways that are blitzed and bombed and impossible to pass. So imagine today he comes with a big bulldozer up front, actually, and a lot of workmen alongside <laughs> in their yellow jackets. Yeah. Maybe to somewhere like we've seen in Syria. Yeah. But you can't get into a place because of all the damage and destruction. Just, just picture that sort of scene. This is, what, this is what Isaiah is talking about in sort of modern terms. We're getting ready. We're getting rid of the rubbish. We're making the, 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 the crooked ways straight. We're rolling out the road. Red tarmac, if you like, coming so that the king can come. And as he comes, all these oppressed people come out and welcome him. That's the picture. Because he comes to bring salvation, to save them literally from the distress an oppression that they have been subjected to in their lives. It's a picture which we remember, the voice of one calling in the, in the desert, and that's the particular focus today of in, 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 as we prepare for Christ's coming. John 
Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. And what was his message? Repent. Turn away from the evil. You see, all the, all the debris that the king has to come through is all the rubbish of our lives. And that's what this message is about. Prepare your lives by, 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 by um, getting rid of the things that hinder you from listening to God. The things in your life that you know are wrong. I came across a little prayer. I'll share it with you at this stage. I was going to use it, um, use it at a different stage. But just, I thought this was really interesting. At Advent, we should try the key to our heart's door. It may have gathered rust. If so, this is the time to oil it in order that the heart's door may open more easily when the Lord Jesus wants to enter at Christmas time. Do you get the picture of that? You know, we've closed ourselves up. We've stopped listening to God. We've shut ourselves in because we want to protect ourselves against the awful things that there are outside of our lives. But actually that stopped Jesus coming in. And, and actually we want to open ourselves up again and allow his spirit to come and, so that this Christmas time we have a new, real experience again of the, the wonder of the gift of the good news of Jesus Christ. Salvation, that wonderful picture. This is not speaking to us of a human siege, but of a spiritual one, where we're locked up by our sin and unable to find a means of escape, where we're oppressed by the evil that is around us and and that rubs off on us because we have to live in this world and we do suffer from the, 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 the oppression which comes upon us. We need to escape. We need to experience again the cleansing, the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ coming upon us. And then the third and, 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 uh, message that I just want to bring to you from Isaiah 40. So we've had peace on earth, goodwill to men. We've had salvation, the message of salvation. And the third simple message in this passage is our God reigns. Our God reigns. I felt, as I said, we had to move on to read these last parts of this chapter because these express the justification for the message of hope which Isaiah brings. This wasn't just an earthly king coming into this city and restoring things, an earthly king who might himself be overturned by the next king, the next tyrant who comes along and tries to impose his will on the people around him. This isn't an earthly king. This is the king the ruler over all things, the one who holds, what was the word? When when you were reading it, it really spoke to me. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing, to nothing. No sooner are they planted than he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. Blimey. Amazing, isn't it? It's just amazing. That God is the God who is so in control of our world that we can't see him, but he's there. And that's the, one we're, that's the one we're believing in. That's the one we're worshipping. We're not coming here to worship an idol that's been made by somebody's hands, by a craftsman. We went on holiday to Japan a few weeks ago and we went round loads of shrines and temples, Buddhist and, 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 and animist temples, spiritualist temples, and seeing all these creativity that, that have been put in to making these statues. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it happens, um, but it's tragic because you see people still going to these shrines to seek a blessing for their children and to seek a blessing on their marriage. And you think, they don't believe it really, do they? But it's still that in, in their mind there is that sort of, you know, this is the way they've been brought up to do things. How sad. But we're not. We're in the presence. We are being loved and cared for by the one true almighty God who knows every place of its star, who knows every star in its place. Who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. And when we see what God has made, what God can do, why should we complain about the situation that we're in? What right have we got to complain when we know that this divine, powerful God is reigning and in control and all we need to do is place our lives under that control? Let's make way for him by cleaning out the rubbish that in his way, that's in, his, in the way. Let's let God reign in our own lives by asking his spirit to take control again of us. I wonder how God would have communicated the arrival of Jesus in today's world if the birth had happened today. Would there have been angels on a Bethlehem hillside? Or a new star in the east? Or would, have he, would he have used a Google banner picture? Good news. The story is the same. He still wants to get the same message across. Salvation has come. If you're tired, God is able to save you and give you strength. If you're an old person who's losing energy, God is able to save you and give you strength. The last verses in Isaiah have brought comfort and help to many, many people down through the generations, I'm sure. Certainly have been you know, meaningful to me when I feel worn out. Um, and um, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, so there is still some hope for the 60-year-old. I, I don't know whether you saw it, but um, there was a, a couple of films about Scotland back in the summer. And uh, there was one of, I think it was ospreys, nesting near the Abernethy Forest. And they did a slow-motion picture of the ospreys flying and going down into the river, scooping out a fish, and then cl- climbing back out and then flying back to the nest to feed their young. And this, uh, th- this um, reminded me of that particular picture and it was because it was done in slow motion you saw exactly how everything was happening the spray and and the exact timing of how he went the bird went into the water scooped out the fish and then with extraordinary strength and precision climbed back out again to fly and um, it's another wonderful expression of God's creation isn't it design features made perfect for the job And that's what this is. We may think we're going to stumble and fall. We may be down at the end of our tolerance levels, if you like, the end of our energy levels. 
but he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. You know, we probably feel tired as we come to the end of the year. We always do, don't we? We all, all of us get, you know, the days are long and it's dark and you think, can I be bothered to get up and do anything more? God will give you energy in that situation. Yes, the answer is yes. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And so, what a wonderful chapter, isn't it? You know, we're all called to be messengers, you know. God's given us this wonderful message of his love and his salvation and of his grace to us. And we're called to share that message that we've known and learnt with anyone who's willing to listen. We're all called to be messengers. We're all called to be angels. We may not perceive angels in the way that we saw them in the pictures, but we're all called to be messengers sharing the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ with those who are around. I hope and pray that we may all get that opportunity this Christmas as we celebrate together just to share the good news of what God has done for us in our own lives and encourage others to reach out to the God who can save them from all the oppression and the old God who ultimately can save the whole world from the oppression and the God who ultimately will save the whole world from the oppression which is under now. Started with a gloomy paragraph, didn't I? Yeah. I wrote this, some of that on the train when I was going up to London and all that was going on, I felt pretty gloomy, gloomy at the beginning of the week, to be honest. But when you come to the end of the week or to the first day of a new week and you read the scriptures, you realize that God has all things in his control. Our God does indeed reign. And may he, we see his reign come and his rule over all things come soon. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly and return.